Well, we've only had really just a couple of practices that have been open to the media, and it's been hard to, to get anything from that. The way Ryan Day has talked about it, Ray, is the fact that both of them are doing good things at times. Uh, they're searching for consistency, and if what they have to do is going to the season playing both of them, they'll do that. So it's really hard to get a handle on it. They feel confident that either one of them could go and do what they need them to do. And and the guess is, and it's only a guess right now, is that they just really need to see how they will perform in an actual game against a real opponent to further make that decision. But it, it's the question everybody wants an answer to, and there's no answer right now. <laughs> the one thing we do know, Paul, and I'll let you expand here, is who is ever at that quarterback position has weapons galore on offense. In the backfield, from the slot to the wide receiver, this team is loaded with offensive talent. They sure are. And, you know, you think about really five running backs that you can look at. And with the way the season ended last year, they needed all five of them because of injury. Uh, both Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams at times were banged up. They really like the way that they've recovered and the way they've been able to do things. Chip Trainum and Dallin Hayden both at times last year, especially Hayden late in the year against Maryland really showed his big playability. And then Evan Pryor, who's had to deal with a couple of injuries over the last couple of years, seems to be healthy and full go. So you've got a, a stable of running backs there. And then everybody knows about the talented wide receiver. When you think about Emeka Ibuka, Marvin Harrison, Julian Fleming, Jaden Ballard, and, and a young freshman that seemingly is turning a lot of heads, Carnell Tate. So, and, and that's not to even mention Xavier Johnson, a former walk-on who they, they played a running back, played a receiver. At times he's been a defensive back, maybe even a kick returner. So you're right. There are a lot of weapons for whoever is at quarterback. Voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels, with us here on the Ray Horner Morning Show. And Paul, let's let let's talk a little bit about Marvin Harrison Jr. here. I mean, this is something else. And you've seen a lot of these guys come through Ohio State. You've seen them in college football. This guy is elite. He's something else. All you have to do is think about what happened after he went out of the Georgia game when he got injured last year uh, and just how that made such a difference to Ohio State's offense. From what people say within the football complex, his work ethic, his practice routine, his dedication to the small things is what really seems to set him apart. He's a guy that can make plays out there, uh, make great catches. He can make great moves after the catch. Obviously, if he was eligible, we wouldn't be talking about him because he would have been in the NFL, but he, he has a chance to be one of the best to come to the door here. All right, Paul. The bottom line is, how is our defensive line and linebackers going to do about getting tough and stopping the run? That's been the story the last couple of years. So let's go to that side of the football, my friend. Well, there's there's a lot of experience that comes back, and certainly having Tommy Eichenberg at Steel Chambers at linebacker, that makes you feel good. The defensive line has got a lot of familiar names, and, and we're hearing a lot of good things about not only how Jack Sawyer and Jalen Tuimolo have really improved their play, but how some other young guys are going to give them depth there. Ray, the big story might be the defensive backfield, and if they're able to get guys on the ground and eliminate some of those big plays that came about against both Michigan and Georgia. There's a lot of good things being said about how Sonny Styles is playing, it's safety. If uh, Denzel Burke can come back and play like he did as a true freshman, that's an encouraging thing. Uh, it, but you've added a couple of transfers there, guys with a fair amount of experience. When you think about Davis and Igbenosan, who came from Ole Miss, Jihad Carter, who came from Syracuse, but that that is an area that I think people are really anxious to see. If they can eliminate those big plays, if they can kind of adapt even further to the second year of Jim Knowles as a defensive coordinator, that's what really cost Ohio State the last two games last season, giving up big plays. And Ryan Day's talked about that's what has to change. 
Paul Keels, voice of the Buckeyes with us here on WAKR. And you mentioned that word change there a moment ago, Paul. And boy, college football, and you are the voice of college football to so many of us, has really changed in the last few years. you got the, the transfer portal and now this mess that we've got on with the major conferences and such. As a voice of Ohio State, how do you look at the state of college football right now? Constantly changing. That's the one thing that we know. Uh, now, with the latest additions to the Big Ten with Oregon and Washington, is it going to change anymore? We really don't know. Uh, how's it going to affect scheduling going into next year and things like that? The transfer portal has been a big change, but you know, certainly teams seem to have embraced it, and, and Ohio State, as much as anybody, has benefited from it when you think about Justin Fields coming a few years ago. Uh, you know, I think the hard part for coaches, the big change, is they find themselves having to re-recruit their own players. There was a lot of thought that people were really trying Trying to pry Marvin Harrison away from Ohio State last winter, so that's one of the biggest things. You know, I think the the addition of the twelve team playoff is going to be a good thing. That certainly is going to affect how teams schedule. We may see a difference in how the schedules come about, maybe even with more conference games with the conferences getting bigger. But it is a constant changing atmosphere around not only college football, but college athletics in general. Paul, final question. We're what, a little over a week away? Week number one. Let's go to week number one. Well, playing a conference game in week one is not a new thing, but it is kind of a different feel about things. And going to Indiana, a program that you know, has not played as well the last couple of years as they did previously to that. Going on the road is never an easy thing, but in Bloomington, there's always a lot of Ohio State fans that make that trip. And, you know, Ryan Day has talked about, Ray, you know, their mission right now is just to go 1-0 and and beat Indiana. It's a program that is trying to deal with their own quarterback uh, decision with two young quarterbacks, uh, uh, an explosive receiver group, and a defense that added a lot of players by way of transfer, especially on the defensive line. But, you know, for Ohio State, Certainly they have all of the big goals looking at November and beyond of what they want to achieve. But Ryan Day has kept this team focused on their first goal right now is to get ready to beat Indiana. Looking forward to it, Paul. My friend Paul Keels has been with us. Of course, the Buckeyes next Saturday on the road against Indiana right here on WAKR. And we'll look forward to Paul's call on that Saturday afternoon. Paul, thanks for joining us on the morning show this morning. Always appreciate it. My pleasure, Ray.